Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman along with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. Hey, hey. And we're here. It's Saturday night. And tonight is a very special night. Because Why is it so special? Well, it's always special, JG. When I'm with you, it's always special. Every Saturday night is a special Saturday night, JG. Okay. Tonight... We have a live show, and we have an amazing guest with us. He is an author, an actor, a comedian, and a professor. We can also say he's entrepreneurial. I can... I would definitely agree with that. So does that mean that you'll be a comedian as well? I'm always a class clown. Totally. (laughs) So we have Bob Coolhan tonight, who studied with... Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, and it's about improvisation. And a lot of people think that improv relates only to acting or comedy. I don't think that's true, JG. Definitely not true. And we're going to learn all about it tonight. What are we learning about? How improv can help people in their personal life and in their professional life, build teams, build culture, and build organizations that are strong and powerful. Do you think there's a difference between being creative and being innovative? Definitely. Yep. I think that you could be right. And I'll also say that um, Bob wrote a book, Getting to Yes And, and we're going to do some live improv and learn about communication, collaboration, and all the things that you would never think improv would help in our lives or business. So we're going to take a quick break in just a few minutes to listen to some news, traffic, and weather. JG, what's your wisdom tonight? What are you hoping to get? How to be a better person. There you go. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, along here with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. Say hello. Howdy. Howdy. It's Saturday night. We are here. We have an amazing guest. If you didn't hear our open before the break, we have a very special guest. Bob Coolhan with us. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Close enough. What is it? <laughs> it's Colhan. You got it. Colhan. Yeah, okay. Nailed. Bob Colhan is all about improv, uh, a comedian, an author. Professor at Columbia and Duke, right? Adjunct, yes. And? A professor. That's okay. all that matters. <laughs> what does improv have to do with life and business other than entertainment and comedy? Okay. So what, is, what do you think of when you hear the word improv? I think of when I've been to comedy shows and they get up and sort of improv. Definitely. Improvise. I think of Dangerfields. Remember Dangerfields on First Rodney? Avenue? Oh, the, the club. It's still there. The, I'm still showing my age, but yeah, I it's still there. I was there recently. <laughs> it's still there, and it's still funny. 
Yeah, that's, but the that's most what I think association. about. Right. I mean, that's how it's introduced to most people around the world. It's comedy. It's on television. It's in live performances. And that is not an incorrect association. Now, that's a specific context, though. So if you take the tenets of improvisation that we would do comedically up on stage and you remove them from the comedy, you can redirect them pretty much anywhere. So the way that we define improvisation, both in the book and in my business, Business Improv, is through these three core competencies, reacting, adapting, and communicating. Mm. Reacting, adapting, communicating. Reacting, to be present, to be focused in real time. Adapting, to react within parameters or to mm-hmm. achieve a specific outcome on the tail end. And then communicating, as we're never floating in space. There's always someone with whom we can react and adapt or something in our environment to which we can react and adapt. Sure. So once you start focusing on those three skill sets, you can redirect improvisation pretty much anywhere. So the first skill set is mindfulness. It's a major part of improvisation because improvisation by nature as an art form means that you are focused and present in the moment and you have a high level of awareness, both external awareness for your environment and the people with whom you're improvising. And then, of course, as a performer, awareness of your own presence in your own body and how to manipulate that in real time to protect character or relationships, et cetera. So, yes, it's a direct link to achieve mindfulness. Mm hmm. Are you mindful right now, JJ? I'm completely present, paying attention. I am here in no place else, as I'll say. Is that a good answer? If it's the truth. It's always the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask a question. So, you know, here I am. I run an organization. Deirdre runs an organization. Um, What's the definition, when you think about it, what is the definition of improv itself? Well, The way that we define it is reacting, adapting, and communicating. Now, if you were going to go to an improv stage and ask a bunch of improvisers what it is, they're pretty much going to say, we make it up. It's a bunch of make-em-ups. It's performing comedy. And there's a series of devices inside that improvisation which would make it comedic by nature, like heightening, for example, or even physicality. Mm -hmm. However, in real life, the, the subsets of improvisation as defined with those three really can start breaking down in a number of different ways because it's great communication. It's great awareness to environment. It's adaptive problem solving. It's crisis management. You mentioned teamwork before. So it's building cohesive teams that are in great communication with each other, which means you level status. It's a high level of respect as well. And as you get into greater elements of improvisation, it deals with influence, for example. And as mentioned just moments ago, mindfulness. So we can get to some pretty heavy levels when defining improvisation. So I... So I have another question for you, because you talk about in the book, and I, and I thought this was just so incredible, how improv is used by ER doctors, Navy SEALs, professional athletes. I, I, I can't see that in, you know, here they are in the real world. They're dealing with crises, um, constant flux of the world. Where does improv fit in to that particular area. You're raising your hand, Deirdre, so I call on you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm raising my hands because it's an add-on to that question. Mm. If you could, describe the difference between improv and having to act spontaneously. Because in an ER, right, in an emergency room situation, or, or in a business situation, you're reactive and I don't know. Is there a difference between improvising and actually being spontaneous? 
Yes, the way that it's broken down now might turn into semantics, of course. However, when you think about being reactionary, really that's impulsive. So it's that, that first reaction that somebody throws something, you hit something, this is how you respond to that in real time. It's your gut instinct. Right, in that initial declaration, that mm-hmm. initial response. Now, when you start looking at improvisation, though, especially as it's in concert with adapting, so you're reacting and adapting, and then, of course, as mentioned before, communicating, that's a longer-term play. So that reactive element, that uh, that that spontaneity comes right off the bat. Spontaneity, of course, is interwoven with reacting and adapting if there's no set plan or you're trying to actually operate within a plan with a lot of moving variables that change the equation at any mm-hmm. given time. Mm-hmm. So when you go now to an ER doctor or first responder, if something was to happen, you know, God forbid right now we need first responders here, I sure hope they're not doing whose lines at anyway games on us <laughs> to perform improvisation. I hope they're grabbing tubes and pipes and whatever, you know, pumps to keep us all alive yeah. right. until they can finally put us in a stable condition and sure. continue working on us. Yeah. So it's really reacting to the environment at a very high level in concert with other people. Mm-hmm. What made you do this? Why? I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is laughing. You can laugh. You can clap. Clapping because I was broke? <laughs> I, I uh, <clears throat> got an undergrad in business once upon a time from the University of Illinois at Chicago. And I joke, uh, appropriately, it was a BS in business. <laughs> and I was a very good uh, young businessman, very successful in creative marketing and guerrilla marketing, won a few Bank of America awards. And... At the time that I, my business career was about to take off, I was headhunted by a lot of great publicity firms and public relations and advertising agencies in Chicago. I really started diving in improvisation. So I left the business world completely at theoretically a, a you know, cresting part of my wow. career and started studying improv under some of those great people that you mentioned before and so many of the people who cr- literally created the art form of improvisation as it exists in its current incarnation before they passed and really just tried to be a professional improviser which in the 1999 in the 19 mid 1990s rather was an oxymoron cut to 1999 when i am so broke i mean i literally went through my entire savings account trying not to get back into business I've mentioned that I was a nanny, I hauled sheetrock, I was a mascot even. I was literally doing whatever it took not to get back into business. So really you're an entrepreneur from the time you were a young boy. Yeah, I guess guess so. I could have worn a sandwich board saying, (laughs) hire idiot with an arrow pointing to my head. Um, And at the time that I was really struggling with making ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck, I did buy a condo when I was a young businessman in Chicago, so I was in great jeopardy of losing that. I was teaching a lot of improvisation in a lot of those houses in Chicago that was corporate improv, and it was really empty. It was really vacuous. People would go through these programs and say, that was a great time, and then they would leave and say, I didn't learn anything. I can't and they wouldn't implement this. anything. And how exactly. often we see Sound that? familiar when you hire a consultant? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? They get the plan and then they put it in the drawer, you know, and they, they never the imp- <laughs> right. They never you know implement. the whole movement. They give you yeah. all the information. You get the information. It goes in a drawer. That was a great experience. And then right, and then for most people, they actually done. get a bit embittered from it as well. That now yeah, it was I lost a waste three of hours time. of my work, of so course. I have to make up three hours 100%. exactly. So. At that time, when everything's coming together, I started working with a professor at the Duke Fuqua School of Business who was in Chicago on a sabbatical teaching at the University of Chicago Business School. 
And they were looking for experiential learning. So he asked me if I wanted to collaborate with him. And that was in the fall of 1999. We created our first program in January 2000. And we were up and running. And from there, it went from MBA students to professors and exec ed and an LLC in my own business in 2001 and linking it to business and really started focusing on two things, the how uh, to implement these ideas so that once you leave a program or even you read the book, you'll be able to use these ideas immediately and then underscoring it with um, knowledge of and examples in behavioral psychology and cognitive psychology, social psychology, the behavioral sciences yeah. so that people can get a great understanding of really what improvisation is and how to put it in place and then watch how people make decisions in real time. So we'll, we'll do a couple of exercises at some point. We will? To, oh, yes. We want this to be an experiential uh-huh. episode. Can you practice on JG first? I can practice on JG through you. As, uh, oh, I love it. That's the way we're going to do it. <laughs> okay. So when we come back, we still have a couple of minutes, but this is exciting because we are always on the learning team. It is always about what can we learn and then pay forward? How can we be better for the people that we lead? So when we come back, can I call you Dr. Bob? I can't really call you Dr. Bob, can I? I'm not a doctor. Can I call you, you could imp- call me that, Can though. I call you Improv Bob? That, yeah, Improv, Improv Bob. Improv Bob? Improv Bob. <laughs> when we come back, we will do some exercises. We want everybody in the audience who's here with us tonight, live at Gut Wisdom, to learn how improv is not just about being funny, but how we can all use it in our lives and our businesses. Yes. JG. Yes, Yes, and what else? Yes, and might be a tip. What is yes, and? Tell us a little bit before Mm. we go. Yes, and is the cornerstone of improvisation all around the world. This is building blocks, square one, regardless of what country you're in, what continent you're on, what language you're using. This is where you start. Yes is unconditional acceptance. You accept this gift, this offer, this opportunity at face value. It is what it is. Regardless of who gave it to you, regardless of implied subtext of who gave it to you, it is what it is. Whether you agree or not? Whether you agree or not with what it is, it, it, a half okay. bottle of water is a half bottle of water. You're okay. not going to change it based on thought. And then is the bridge to what you do with it. And is the bridge to your intelligence, your education, your background, your experience, your passion. And is the bridge to how you react to it. This gift, this offer, this opportunity that's presented to you. And the name of the book is? Getting to Yes And. Love Are it. you ready, JJ? Yeah, but I'm a little nervous about being the the example here in front of a live audience. You're used to being an example. You you use the show as a therapy session. I do. That's true. And I went to two elementary schools, four high schools, and eight summer camps. So that should tell you that I wasn't such an easy kid. <laughs> I had I was a troubled child, and I'm well, a troubled adult. There's some Maybe. family members here that could actually attest to that. However, we're going to take a short break for news, traffic, and weather. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. And I would say to our listeners, if you'd like to email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M dot com. And I'm curious to hear your feedback on what you think about improv. And if you've had experiences using improv in your life or at work. What do you think, J.J.? I think that a lot of people are going to be emailing you later about this show. <laughs> and for the record, I just want to say uh, Improv Bob's book. Did anybody ever call you Improv Bob? No, actually, you guys are setting a trend. I have a feeling people will call me this in the future, though. Can we call him Improv Bob? 
Excellent. There you go. There you go. And I have a silly question. Oh, wait. It's going to have to wait until after the break. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to play.it today. Hey, everybody. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on News Radio, WCBS 880. We have a very, very special guest here tonight. Deirdre and I have been chatting with Bob Colhan, recent author of Getting to Yes and... And uh, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff tonight, how improv really impacts uh, people in their personal lives and their business. And it's probably one of the most underutilized communication skills from what I've read and my research that I've seen out there. Well, we both know in the businesses and the clients that we serve, what's one of the biggest issues? If not people, it's usually always surrounding communication. Yeah, and if there's one thing I've learned from being in Vistage, uh, so I want to give a special shout out to Vistage, uh, you know, a CEO to CEO peer peer group. Mm-hmm. It's always the communication seems to be the number one issue. I think people is the second issue. Would you agree? I would and I wouldn't because I think they're they're you related. You always disagree with me, but that's okay. <laughs> you always have to take the uh, alternative answer, but that's fine. I'm a but contrarian, anyways, JJ. Yes, yes, but I'm the constant optimist. No, <laughs> uh, sure. So He's anyways, a skeptic, if anyways, anybody does not yes, know you always JJ. have to prove it to me and show me how it's done. Right. So anyway, so yes, let's JJ. get back to the show and let's talk about improv and how this could really benefit people and change their lives. So, Bob? We're ready. We're ready improv for some Bob. exercise. Okay, you want to do an exercise or you want a little foundation about oh, really give us how some, give us some, some of a- this can change your life? Up to you. So improv. One of, one of the first things uh, you've inspired me. So I'm gonna <laughs> yes and what you just said. Love it. The there's misconceptions about improvisation that of course relate to the fact that it goes directly to comedy over and over again. So that's just a misdefinition. Now an, something else that most people think is that you either have this innately or you don't. And what is important to understand that this is something that you can train to be better at. The same way that chefs train to cook, the, sh- the same way that athletes work out, the same way that people learn equations and business people, leaders learn to communicate in different ways. And oh, adapt. wait, wait, Deirdre's holding yes, up her please. hand again. I'm just curious, is it as easy for people who are introverted to improv? There is... You didn't know that question was coming. No, uh, yeah, this is great. Improv. Improv, right. There you go. So there's uh, more and more proof that's being shown that there's not really a right side of the brain and a left side of the brain, especially now in the current climate. You have to use both sides of your brain. The... The, the is, there president that, is there a president there a that POTUS, we can help? Is there a POTUS this that we can help? This is good water. <laughs> yes. Tweet that. <laughs> we've, we've already invited that gentleman to be trained in empathy, so maybe we could train him in communication and... Improv. Improv. I would do that program for free. <laughs> Amen. So would we. 
go ahead. So the, the analytical thinkers sometimes have to be creative, and the yeah. creative thinkers have to work with numbers sometimes, and we all have to communicate with each other unless you're truly some kind of Appalachian hermit living way up in a mountain somewhere, and you never come across in contact with anyone. We always have to communicate with each other. So it's important to work on these skills, these soft skills, which are actually very hard to get to. And that's where improvisation comes into play. You see great improvisation take place the moment that planning and strategy meet execution at that pivotal intersection all that training, that hard work, that strategy, that communication that's put into place to succeed can fall apart right away when Murphy starts throwing that law around. And you watch people either fail at that moment or succeed in that moment. And there's sure some luck, some serendipity. Most of it comes from strong foundational training, education, experiences, and a lot of people who are doing the same things, though, that your team is on the same page as you. And see, I th- and, and when I think about improv sometimes, I look at it as like, Making stuff up the last minute, right? I, do you know like what, what you do all the time. I do. I just make stuff up from no place. Poof. Yes. Yes. It's magic. But that's not what it is. Exactly. And that's why correct. I think Is that it, correct? That's not what it is. It's not the only thing it is. Uh, but I think that's that, why I think in your book, when you talk about like the Navy SEALs and you talk about doctors, they've been trained. They're doing things by rote already. It's not like yes. last minute, make it up. Here's what we do. They already know the process, how to react in certain circumstances. And for leaders, and I think this is a big problem that leaders have in organizations or even parents to some extent, they haven't they haven't really rehearsed. They don't really know the playbook. They haven't been trained well enough in terms of how to react sure. to certain to certain issues that, that pop up. Absolutely. Think about people that get promoted into leadership positions because of their skill set, because of their experience. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they've been trained as communicators, collaborators, how to get people working together better. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, teach us. Okay. Well, I mean, this is, this is I, I hunger for this type of conversation because life is about learning. And if totally. we stop learning, yeah. then I don't want to go as far as saying we die. We're not growing, though. Yeah, you know, the natural evolution is going to continue to take us to the next place one way or another. It's how are we going to get there? Are we going to help lead it? Are we going to get drug behind it? Are we just going to just relax and go with the flow? You have a and gleam in your eye. I love He's this got stuff. a demon in his eye, I, I see. <laughs> he's he's going to pull some one's strings here that I'm not so one's sure a bad about. Angel, yeah, yeah. Let's dance. All right. <laughs> okay, we're ready. Oh, okay, you can so, laugh, you can laugh. Yes. So the fir- yeah, it's all right. Uh, so the first thing that uh, I want to introduce you to is the concept of wisdom uh, of energy and attitude being choices. Energy mm-hmm. and attitude are choices. It's a choice to consistently have a bad attitude and it's a choice to consistently be low energy. Does anybody have low energy in this room right now? I hope not. I hope not. Well, anybody give uh, do you know anybody with bad energy? Yeah, we try to stay away from those people quite frequently. Yeah, I mean, we all know. We've been in meetings before. Every, it's, it you know, it's heavy. You feel the weight of the Absolutely. meeting, and everybody's relaxed, and you're, you're progressing in work, and you're getting job done, and all of a sudden, somebody comes in. Womp, womp. Right. Womp, womp. Yeah, and you're like, oh, God, every Them. time. <laughs> every time you're that way? Really? 
Yeah. Really? Right. And we've also been in those meetings that it's heavy and it, we feel the weight of it and we're not having a good time. And then all of a sudden somebody comes in and a little lighter, a little levity. Yeah. That's Deirdre. Yeah, we're working. You find that momentum, which is key. It's key to collaboration. It's key to, to creativity. Just keep that ball rolling in the, in the okay. physics mentality. So let's play. Energy and attitude being choices. All right. Can, I, I'm going to work with them as well, if that's okay. okay. Sounds good. No, right. you're not allowed to. Well, let's see what happens. All right. Everybody up. Ooh. Okay. Feel your energy We're in a second. And when by Deidre the way, everybody, if, energy... if you're driving in your car, please oh, yes. do not please stand your up while you're driving. Right. Do not this get... not an more exercise you want to exercise. do while we, we do not want you <laughs> stepping on the side of the GW right now, which probably has a lot of traffic so because just, it always does. So just remember, if you're driving, you can always replay our episode ah, by point. either going to the website or you can go to iTunes and download it later. So do not do this while you're driving. Or play it. Right, we play don't want to forget it. play dot it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Okay, we're all standing. Okay, so except everybody who's go... listening in their cars. Yes. <laughs> right, you guys are driving safely and listening attentively. Correct. Now, those of you in the house, surely some of your energy has changed a little bit already with the lit anxiety. If nothing else, you don't know really what's coming your way, so your blood's pumping a little bit. And I hope you can register that small difference. Now let's see if there's a bigger difference in less than two minutes as we go through a very quick exercise. Together, we're going to take our right hand, shake it, and count up to eight. Our left hand, shake it, and count up to eight. Our right foot, shake it, and count up to shake eight. Shake it all about. Our left, right, the exactly. Pokey. Then you're going to go down from eight to seven to six, five, four, three, two, one, all the way down to one. Now drive. Drivers, of course, at home or in the car, don't shake or don't your try car this. Right. right now, the rules of engagement are: every time you decrease in a number, you increase in speed. Everybody must shake and everybody must count loudly so the listeners driving can hear you. And last and certainly not least, you must make eye contact with and engage every single person in this room. Drivers, keep your eyes on the road. Here we go. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. Drivers, if you can only see what's going on. And you're listening. Yes. I just have to say... If you just tuned in, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880 with John Gassman, myself, Deirdre Koppelman, and this incredible, incredible improv Bob. Bob, tell, tell us, who are you again? Why are we doing this? I'm drunk and I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm a professor at Duke University and, Fu- and uh, Columbia Business School. I'm an author of Getting the Yes And, and I'm an improv performer. And we just worked on an energy manipulation technique. So, so do you suggest for all of these business leaders in this, in this live theater that StubHub and so many famous people have stood on before us, that when we walk into a meeting, we start doing this exercise. Because if you suggest it, we'll do it. We will definitely do it. I can't say for anybody else. Though I wouldn't discourage it or suggest it, what's most important are two things. One, you know your own energy and attitude before you go into the meeting. You set yourself up for success. And I'll equate this to athletes. Do you think athletes before games, big athletes especially, elite athletes, are shooting out 20 emails on the phone really quick and they run out on the court like, I'm ready to play? No. No, they're mentally and physically preparing with their 
team, to, they're in the zone, they're ready to go sure. execute at the top of their intelligence. Yeah. So I would say take care of yourself first. And if that means you shake it a little bit, you have to go for a little walk, a little pace to get your blood pumping, to, to get rid of what you were just working on and send yourself to be better in that meeting, to inspire people, then yeah, absolutely. Pay attention to your own energy. May I share with you that you have now just created in JG, I can tell you that I will see him through the glass in his office doing something crazy like this. I just want you to know you've now created a slight little monster over here in JG. But I will keep my clothes on when I do it. Anyways, Thank that's you, what Snapchat's JG. for. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, you know what yes. the great thing is, though? If he is, does something like that, will. more likely than not, Everybody she's going to respond, right? <laughs> and what is that response going to be? <laughs> Probably a laughter, right, which is going to generate another response. So now they're reacting and adapting to each other. They're feeding off of each other. And that energy, that little bump of energy, turns kinetic. And that's what I was talking about before with momentum, too. You get that little pop of energy. You can ride that energy. And you get the group energized. So the second thing I would say very quickly is when you, after you take care of yourself and you know where your energy and your own attitude is, if you see people in this meeting who are disengaged, who are in their phones, on their computers, who are tired and cashing out, everybody gets tired sometimes. Okay. Yep. Do yeah. something about it. Get them up out of the chairs. Go to a different seat. Remove the chairs from the meeting itself so everybody has Love to stand it. for a little while. Yeah. You know, and if you have to shake it a little bit or get your blood pumping a little bit, what's wrong with that? If you can have the meeting in a shorter period of time and put more on the table. Mm. I like that. Because we're talking about human capital that we're investing in. Yeah, and, it's, and you know what's fascinating? How many times leaders come into a meeting, the leaders themselves set the stage totally how they show up has a has a direct impact so even on what that weather or what the air is going to feel like inside of that meeting yes sir yeah so even if it's only you doing this we can't guarantee that you'll get everybody else to do this but if i if we're understanding what you're saying bob at, at least if you you do this for yourself first and you're in touch with your own energy first how you show up we lead by example. Okay. Absolutely. If we come in with we a little, little extra energy. We lead by example. Wow. What a, a great smile, quote. right? Yep. The smiles are contagious. So totally. true. Yeah. If, somebody's, if you're smiling at somebody and they're not smiling back at you, they're telling you something. Let's see. Everybody smile. Everybody smiling. Right? <laughs> yeah, smiling. You're, you're like, jump. While you're driving, oh, so please, like everybody smile. like a weird school picture smile we're getting from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if they're not smiling and, then they're, and they're telling okay. you something, then... That's the opportunity as a leader as well to put your arm around them and say, after the meeting, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's talk. Mm. Let, me, let me into your world. There's something I'm not missing. Before, I, backstab, I, missing before I backstab you. Right. Before I fire you, <laughs> let me know why I shouldn't fire you. <laughs> this is gut wisdom. It's real. So what's next part of the exercise? Should we sit? You can, yeah, absolutely. You can sit now. We've got the How's energy there, manipulating well, a little bit. I don't bit. know. They're, kind of, they're curious now. Keep going. Yes. Oh, he's shaking his arm. Okay. I think they're pointing out. Oh, they're pro Oh. So. That wait. So now you have to stay tuned. These poor listeners are probably like, what is going on at WCBS News Radio 880 with those crazy people, JG, John Gassman. Yes. And me, dear yes. Koppelman, and our guest, Bob. Bob, pronounce your last name. Callahan. Callahan. Impro it's Improv Bob. Improv yes, Bob is teaching us and our live audience. Let, everybody, let the listeners know that the, you're here. There you go, live. We are live, and we're in the middle of learning how to use improv for ourselves, Yes, up our energy. I never would have thought that an exercise in improv would help me have more energy, but I'll be practicing that in the office, and everybody will probably laugh. But when we come back, 
we're going to learn more, right? Awesome. Can't wait. Okay. So stay tuned. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your esteemed co-host John Gassman, aka JG, who, who did not bring donuts tonight, <laughs> and our wonderful, wonderful guest Bob Coolhan, who is teaching all of us. If you're just tuning in, it's getting a little crazy. It's a live episode of Gut Wisdom. We have never done this before. And we're trying to learn and give wisdoms on how to use improv in beyond entertainment, beyond uh, because we all know JG is very entertaining. How do we use improv in our lives, in business? So we did a little bit of an exercise before, and mm-hmm. I'm just recounting because we yep. want our listeners to know one way is these exercises that we will put on our website so that every, at gutwisdom.com, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, so that everybody can sort of Raise their energy level before you go into a meeting, before you go into family dinner or vacations or cruises for some of us that are doing that, right? So we know how to increase our own energy, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. What else do you suggest? What else? What is Yes And, this wonderful book that you wrote? Yes And is the cornerstone of all improv, yes being unconditional acceptance and being the bridge to your thoughts, your education, a direct link to mindfulness as mentioned before in so much as yes is thoughtfulness and and is the bridge to how you're thoughtful. How do we work it? Okay, so let's do this actually by comparing it to Yes But. So okay. a lot of people around yes, the world but. think there's a difference between yes and and yes but and yes we you and yet we use yes but for example as if it doesn't make a difference in the entire world. So between the two of you right now, I'm going to get a suggestion from the audience of a party that we are going to throw. And together, okay. rotating around the circle, first starting with JG, actually you know what, first starting with you Deidre and then JG and then me, we will plan this party starting every sentence with yes but. Okay, that's the caveat. Every single sentence has to start with the two words, yes, but. Now, what party are we about to throw? A to- the, what I heard clearly first is a toga party. Wow, okay? interesting live audience. Yeah, I wonder Saturday what their night. heads are thinking. Toga party. Is it a full moon? I haven't, I haven't seen one of those <laughs> since 1983. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> toga. And I wore one. Toga. <laughs> okay, so let's plan this toga party starting with you. Every sentence starts with yes, but. Yes, but do I have to wear a sheet? Yeah, but it's got to be white. Yes, but we should have alcohol. Yes, but what's the age limit that we're inviting to this party? Yeah, but I don't think we should have a party, actually, if we're going to do this. Yeah, but we could rent Animal House. Yeah, but what are you both talking about? Okay, good. (laughs) Now, how many ideas did we agree on right there in this session? None. None, none, none is what we're hearing. Nothing. Not one. Right. Let's do the same thing. We'll uh, keep toga party. Start every sentence with yes and this time. Start every sentence with yes and. Yes and I'm so excited to have this party. Yes and I can't wait to invite all my friends and videotape it. 
Yes, and you can use all of my sheets. <laughs> yes, and I think I'm planning a vacation. Yes, and I'm going to bring all the food. Yes, and we'll have Animal House playing on the televisions all, mm. all over the place. Yes, and JG will dance on one foot in his toga. Okay, good, good. Now, how many ideas do we agree on? Uh, yeah, all of them, so it seems. So now using improvisation, just comparing it to yes and versus yes but, you could see that in, in some capacities it's an ideation tool, just how to keep the ideas flowing. Now sure. if you really, though, break it down, what we're talking about is the feeling between yes and and yes but and how one feels negative and one feels positive. Oh, yeah. So beyond an ideation tool, this is a communication technique and how we develop relationships, how we manage conflict with each other how we ultimately influence each other. So just like energy and attitude are choices, they're also contagious. We can spread that wildfire with positivity, positivity or negativity if we so choose, low energy or high energy, and framing of language makes a difference in the way that we influence people. So I have a question. So how did you feel after the year but versus the yes and? Much, I mean, there's no question. I felt more energy, more agreeable, um, happier, yeah, And it's interesting. There are so many times when either your peers, you're in your meetings, whether you're leading the meeting, it really doesn't matter. When, when ideas are being discussed and, you know, you hear somebody use the word but, and we all, I'm, mm. I'm sure most of us have heard, um, you know, get rid of the but and always use and. But I've never heard the yes and versus the yes but. And I like that because it doesn't make you feel... You know, if I were to come up with an idea, let's say, and say to JG, oh, I have an idea, which this goes on all the time between the two of us, and JG says, yes, but, you know, that feeling of, of being the recipient of the yes, but, in addition to how it sounds coming from him. So Therapy he's got, session. <laughs> not quite. Is that true? So yes. I feel the yes, but, as the person coming up with the idea, is not so great. And yeah. He can't be having high energy if he's saying yes, but also. Is that the point? Yeah, but ultimately for most people feels like <laughs> yes. Did he just say yes, it but? It wasn't yes, but. It was yes, dash, but feels like <laughs> a, a, a negation. It feels Listeners uh, are cracking up. They don't care how cold <laughs> it is. They don't care what the, what the weather, what the, what the GW, the LIE, the Cross Bronx. Everybody's yeah. laughing right now. Uh, but good. If, if they're having a good time, then drive safely. Yes, and they're going to continue to listen to WCBS News Radio 880 every Saturday night between 7 and 8. Why is that? Because we have gut wisdom. We do have gut wisdom. Amen. It's radio that resonates. Absolutely. So we have a live audience, and we have some questions that we'd like to get to, if that's okay. Yes. Um, curious, are you having fun? Absolutely. You look like you're having fun. This is great. He's and completely it, engaged. Look at his body language. It's very open. He's got a big smile. His eyes. He's, he's totally present. He's there here. you he's go. He's loving it. Okay, we have a business leader with us tonight. Jasmine, what is your question? Yes, well, thank you so much for the show. That's first of all. Um, so previously you were talking about when you're in the, a meeting and you're leading a meeting and you have people that are kind of like crossing their arms and they're not interested and they have low energy, um, how to get them out of it, right? So what if the people in the room aren't on your team? How do you affect them? So in other words, if they're some, a prospect or some, a client. Yeah, like you're in a sales pitch or a presentation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can I answer the question? Sure, yeah. yes. Throw them out. 
Or throw things at them. <laughs> it's all someone's being thrown. So Do the hokey pokey around them. <laughs> no, what, what would be your professional answer, Improv Bob? As an entrepreneur who creates customized improv-based programs, I de- deal with this all the time. And sometimes okay. I deal with it even on the phone, too. You know, you're just throwing right. ideas That's out. That's another it's, question. Yeah, you're sure. hitting blank air. Yeah. And also as a professional uh, improvisational comedian, I've be- dealt with hard audiences as well. So first thing I would say is take care of yourself. If you take care of yourself, you're not going to be shaken by them. You're going to look at them and say, okay, I've faced you already. I've gone through this ringer already. I know how to keep my energy up. I know how to keep my attitude up. And I'm just going to keep smiling all the way through this. Now, I would also say there's more than one way to hit a pinata, right? So if this isn't working, then move. Do something about it. Be dynamic. Go in the house. Stand next to them. Do whatever it takes to make sure that they're engaged. Because it goes to that old adage, to be engaged is to be engaging. So if you're mm. focusing on engaging them, That's you put yourself wisdom. in a greater probability to actually be enga- engaging to them mm-hmm. as well. So if you cannot make it work one way, make it work another way, make it work another way, and then ultimately understand that you really cannot control other people. Right. <gasps> yeah. Who in this room has heard me say, there's a leader from Bacoa, look at his face, control what you can. Cannot control everything, but that—that's. Uh... If you can walk out of there though with your head held high, saying I yeah. did everything in my power to convey this message and do it in a way that's engaging and memorable and simple, mm-hmm. and they don't want it, you know, they're not going to want it. Yeah. So yeah. you know, good, we, good question. You know, in the fundraising world, in the fundraising world, we used to say, "SW to the fourth power." Some will, some won't. So what? Someone else is waiting. So there's somebody else we can help. So anyways, I totally get it, and it resonates. And I see how this can be very impactful, you know, even dealing with, like, your kids or teams or organizations. I, I, I love this whole approach. Will you be improv. practicing yes and in the office? Yes and, honey. Yes and, dear. Yes and, boss. That's what you can hear me say from now perfect, on. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, wink. I know we have another question. Who had that second question? Arthur. About Arthur, yes. So I, I know there's a lot of studies on uh, how the brain is impacted when people are relaxed and kind of produces cortisol and oxytocin, which is sort of opens the people up to ideas and things. How does what you do have people become more open like that? Great question, and I want to be careful not to overextend myself, all right? So though I have roots in the behavioral sciences, I deal uh, a lot less in the science sciences, So I would first start going back to sort of the Amy Cuddy power poses Mm. and how doing those power poses releases these chemicals and these endorphins that will allow you to think differently. And also the act of being physical is known to release these same types of chemicals in the body. So just getting the heart pumping and the blood moving and the oxygen reaching the muscle group that needs it most. Quite often for us, the organ, the brain is our muscle. Oxygenating the brain is a the byproduct of that is an increase in speed in which we react, adapt, focus concentrate, communicate with each other, and also increases those same type of chemicals. Lastly, what I've read is that simple things, once again, like smiling, 
just on yourself, not even receiving smiles from other people actually releases those types of chemicals as yeah. well in the body. And then once you receive a smile from somebody else, it releases even more that you've created this connection with somebody else. So very simple, very frankly cheap things that we can do cost absolutely nothing can make the biggest difference in the long run. Great. I love it. What's another wisdom you could share with us? I'm going to go back to the yes, but for a second, since there was a little confusion in the way that I, I said that. <laughs> I, it's so important to understand two things. One, context, situation, relationship, you know, how we behave at home, having a couple of tequilas or doing whatever with some friends will change the way that we behave with them. However, that same language, attire, um, atmosphere, what we're consuming is not the same that we would have in front of a board of directors. So there's a right place, right time, right people, right circumstance. And so the overarching thing is thoughtfulness. Yep. If there's another okay. little wisdom is be thoughtful because we think we're clever with the yes, but that it feels like a, mm. a, a, a sensitive no. And in truth, a yes, but is a condescending no that wow. most people will get. If not in their heads, they're going to get it in their hearts and in their guts where intrinsic motivation is lying in wait. So as you're being thoughtful, be very careful about who you are and the messages that you're sending out because the perception of those messages can change with consistency of behavior. That's great. Thank you so much. You've really provided some great gut wisdom, and that's with a Z tonight on our show. So uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for and having me. I look me. forward to uh, having it, you again. I need another hour. <laughs> for it's sure. true. I know. I what did know. you What did you take away? I'm curious. Not enough. There's more. There's so much more. We have to have you back. Yeah, I would love to come back. I know. I'm going to work on I, not so much my energy because I I'm think a, you're hokey pokey. I'm you a need ho- to work on. Yeah, I'll make <laughs> sure to do it. that in the conference room every Monday morning. What have you been listening to? Gut wisdom. Where are we? Are WCBS we live? CBS News Radio. Let 880 the listeners in the know Adorama we are live. <laughs> Thank you for participating. What a great audience. So you've been listening to Gut Wisdom, and I believe what we'll do on our website, which is gutwisdom.com, is we'll put up some additional wisdoms from Bob. We'll put up information where you can find out about his book, Getting to Yes And, which is the art of business improv. Would you, be, would you like that, Bob? I would love it. Yeah, what, and then what are we talking about next Saturday night? Uh, that's top secret. I'm not going to share it. Just all you have to do is tune in because it's going to be a, a, an amazing, lively show. Awesome. Have a great Saturday night. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio 880.